Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we continue to look ahead to the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon with just a week to go to the kickoff. And we look back at 2021 in African football and relive some of the highlights, including a big interview that we had with Nigeria and Leicester forward Kelechi Iheanacho. I'm not judging anybody, so I'm just trying to do my best and make sure I give my best and have a good career. That's coming later and lots too on the English Premier League as Stuart picks his top five African players so far this season. And with Liverpool and Chelsea dropping points midweek, will Manchester City run away with the title? Well, it's just a week now to the start of the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon, kicking off on the 9th of January. And as Passion for Sport will be bringing you a daily show on the Nations Cup, it's called Cameroon Roars. You'll be able to listen online and on various stations around Africa and beyond. So we're really looking forward to this. It's Cameroon Roars, all about the excitement of the Nations Cup every day throughout the tournament. So lots of news in the build-up to the Nations Cup and European clubs have now been allowed to hold on to their players until the 3rd of January, just six days before the tournament starts, even though regulations say that national teams can get their players 14 days ahead of a major tournament. And there's been so much controversy and rumours ahead of the competition, which is going ahead, even though some European clubs made it pretty clear they'd rather not have to release their players, and they have won a big concession there, as they can keep their players up to next weekend. On the other hand, we saw the Arsenal legend Ian Wright saying the tournament needs more respect, and Crystal Palace manager Patrick Vieira saying the same. And there are high expectations for many teams, a Guinea among them, as Guinea's interim president, Colonel Mamadia Dumbuya, has told the players to win the Nations Cup or to reimburse all the money invested in them. Uh, the Nabi Keita captain de Sili Nationale are going to the Nations Cup for the 13th time. Uh, they were runners-up back in 1976, so they've never won the competition, uh, but the acting president uh, says he wants the team to go all out and win it, and that they must to refund the money that's been invested if they fail to do so. Uh, They're in Group B alongside Senegal, Malawi and Zimbabwe. We'll have a big preview for you on the show next week and on social media we're asking who do you think will win the Nations Cup and uh, tell us why. Uh, Will Algeria defend their title maybe? Uh, Could Egypt win it for an eighth time? What about the likes of Senegal, Nigeria or Ghana? Uh, Could it be the hosts, maybe, who win the trophy? You can get in touch on our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, and post a comment there, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Who do you think is going to win the Africa Cup of Nations and why do you think so? And certainly the excitement is building ahead of the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon, which of course is being played in a 2022 in a January going into February. 
Right, before we look back at some of our 2021 highlights here on Planet Sport Football Africa, show brought to you by Passion for Sport to the CAF Champions League as the draw was made for the group stage. Interesting draw too, as a three of the groups have got two teams from the same country. So Group A has Al-Halal and Al-Mareik, both of Sudan. Also in there, the defending champions Al-Athli of Egypt and Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa. Uh, Group B has Morocco's Raja Casablanca, Horoya of Guinea, Entente Setif of Algeria and South Africa's Amazulu, coached by Benny McCarthy and in the group stage for the first time. Uh, Group C has two Tunisian giants, as Esperance and Hotel du Sahel, along with Algeria's Siar Belouzadad and Botswana's Dwaneng Galaxy, who are debutantes. And in Group D, we have Widad Casablanca of Morocco, Zamalek of Egypt, and two teams from Angola, that's Petro Atletico and Sagrada Esperanza. Uh, so it's an interesting draw, and the group stage starts uh, straight after the Nations Cup on the weekend of the 11th and 12th of February. So it's been a year with uh, lots of ups and downs, no doubt, in African football. We're going to take a look back at some of our highlights of 2021 here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And we'll start in the Gambia as the Scorpions qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations finals for the first time in their history as they finished top of their group under their Belgian coach Tom Sanfier. Now we heard from Lamine Sané. He's a fan and coach of Gambian second division side Falcons. He told us about the excitement in the Gambia after the qualification. 25th of March um, will be a historic day that um, Gambians will forever cherish for the fact that um, after 62 years, after six decades of waiting, Gambia have break the jinx of qualifying to continental football under the guidance of um, Thompson Feet. People from all walks of life are celebrating this monumental feat the Scorpions have achieved. So a great moment, a great feeling, and even the president of the country who is in a holiday at his home village, um, have to phone in to send his congratulatory messages. And it's extraordinary scenes. It's an achievement that is also dedicated to our fallen heroes, legendary figures um, that have um, played for Gambia national team. So once more, congratulations to the Scorpions and all the football-loving people of the smiling coast of Africa. So that's Lamine Sane, a fan and a coach in Gambia, uh, telling us about uh, all of the joy and jubilation as the Gambia qualified for the Nations Cup for the first time. Also, Comoros made it for the first time too, and Malawi qualified for a third time. Mauritania have made it twice in a row, and Guinea-Bissau have qualified for a third time in a row. On the other hand, DR Congo and South Africa failed to qualify. And lots more, as I say, on the Africa Cup of Nations on the show next week. Now, also in 2021, we looked at the importance of social media, which continues to grow all around the world and in many aspects of life and in African football, too. Uh, We took a look at the latest list of the digital top 20 of African football released by Result Sports. And North African clubs are dominating with Al-Ahli of Egypt at number one. At the time, they had 33 million followers across all social media platforms. Uh, the Tanzanian clubs Simba and Young Africans have strong showings. Uh, the top West African club on social media is Asante Kotoko of Ghana, only at number 22. And the top Nigerian club is a second-tier side, Vandreza FC, at number 29. 
With the unveiling of this chart held online, I spoke to Mario Leo, the founder and chief executive of Result Sports. I asked him how clubs in Africa can make an impact and grow on social media and to benefit from it financially. Well, obviously, social media is, uh, is, is beyond sport communication or just gathering follower numbers. Result Sports works with 100 plus sports organizations in Europe, Steve. And in, in that perspective, social media is used as a marketing and communication platform. We see that the huge number of sponsors want to be present on social media platforms to get their brand or product visible, emotionalized through the factor of sports. So obviously we see, we see in social media a significant commercial opportunity for African teams, not, not only for the huge sponsors, but also sponsors like bakeries, butchers and everything where, where obviously they are in a classical environment and really want to, want to show that their commitment and, and are partners of the team. So there is a very wide audience. So that's Mario Leo, the founder and chief executive of Result Sports uh, on the importance of social media in African football. Looking back at some of our best moments here on Planet Sport Football Africa during the course of 2021, and we heard from Pizzo Mossimane, the South African coach who went to Egyptian giants Al-Athli and had a successful year winning the CAF Champions League, among other trophies. And he felt that African coaches do deserve more of a chance. I want to dedicate the trophy to Captain Bibo because uh, Mr. Khatib gave trust for me. He believed in me that uh, I could change the fortunes because Ali, Ali didn't win the Champions League for the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could have gone to Europe and bring all these Europeans that are always coming to, to Africa to coach. Uh, but Africans, we can win it ourselves. Why, why we don't believe that uh, Africans can win it? The Africa Cup of Nations were won by Algeria. And the coach is Algeria. Yes. The cup final was Senegalese, Alouis Issa. We, we just look for anybody from Europe and we give him the team. But we, we have the resources. Africa has the resources. So Africa should trust its own people. So that's Pizzo Massimani speaking after winning the 2021 CAF Champions League final. He won the CAF Super Cup recently as well and feeling that African coaches should be given more of a chance. Looking back at some of the ups and downs uh, of 2021 here on Planet Sport Football Africa, show brought to you by Passion for Sport. And we asked for your thoughts on social media. Um, certainly there was more African football played in 2021. We had a new CAF president too. That's the South African Patrice Motsepe, although he was accused of being manipulated by the FIFA president Gianni Infantino, uh, supporting the somewhat controversial FIFA plan for the World Cup to be held every two years instead of every four years. On the pitch, we saw the launch of the CAF Women's Champions League and Egypt's Mohamed Salah was rated by many as the best player in the world in the second half of 2021. So we asked, what's your assessment of the year? And Noble Botamani in Malawi got in touch. He said, yes, 2021 was a good year for African football. Balong Baji in the Gambia said, if the Nations Cup goes ahead, it'll make it a good year. But I didn't like the European clubs asking for the postponement of the tournament, says Balong. Ubochi in the Gambia said, for me personally, 2021 just opened the gate of success for African athletes in various sports. And then when you come to football issues, history was made as the Gambia qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations for the first time. So it was a remarkable year for us here, says Ubachi. Uh, Moses in Malawi says it's been a great year for the great continent of Africa. Mohamed Salah, yes, the best at the moment. 
and about Patrice Motsepe. It's a great change of football approach in Africa, and we hope for more success. We just cry that we stand as Africa and should never be manipulated, for we have the skill and the talent, says Moses. And Michael Mbaka in the Gambia agrees, saying there shouldn't be any interference, specifically from FIFA. Africa is a continent like every other continent. So the continent should be independent in organizing its own tournaments, leagues and competition as far as sport is concerned. FIFA president should by no means involve himself in anything that has to do with CAF. Yes, advices are welcome, very, very welcome. But at the end of the day, let the Africans be the architecture of their own decisions. So Africans should be the architects of their own decisions, says Michael. Also in the Gambia, Abdoulaye Nying says this year was a great one for African football as we saw major European teams depending on African players. But on the issue of the World Cup being played every two years, which CAF supported, I think it's a bad idea, says Abdoulaye. It'll be too much football for the players and it won't hold as much value if it's played every two years. And finally, from Bakary Tamba, he says, I was looking forward to a new CAF president, and Motsepe is a man who will really change African football and take it to another level. And the new CAF Women's Champions League gives a chance for more women footballers to be exposed to the wider world. And for me, yes, Mohamed Salah is the best player in the world currently, says Bakary. Thanks very much for all of those comments on social media. So again, this week, we're asking for your prediction. Who do you think is going to win the Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon? Uh, will it be the hosts? Uh, can Algeria defend their title? Will Senegal take it this time? Uh, what about the likes of uh, Nigeria and also Egypt? Could they take it for an eighth time, maybe? We'd love to hear your thoughts and your reasons. Who do you think will win the Africa Cup of Nations and why? You can post a comment on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Who's going to win the Africa Cup of Nations and why? We'll finish taking a look back at our highlights of 2021 with a big interview we had with Nigeria and Leicester forward Kelechi Iheanacho, who's been in good scoring form of late with the Foxes. Now, Planet Sport Football Africa's Oloashina Okoleji spoke to Iheanacho back in May ahead of the FA Cup final. And first on those difficult days when he'd lost his scoring touch and when he was getting a lot of criticism from the fans and was dropped from the Nigeria national team, missing out on the 2019 Nations Cup. It, it breaks me down. Um, it breaks me down because I, I, I'm a human. Uh, I'm a human being and, uh, of course, uh, uh, everyone has feelings. So it, it, it breaks me down. It breaks me down at that point. But um, I, 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 understand, I understand that uh, people are not God. People are human beings, so it's just like a wave. Wherever the waves takes everybody, then everybody goes. So it's just few people that can understand that life, people can struggle and people can go down. Uh, but, but it's not about going down, it's how you stand up again and again and again when you go down. So few people can understand that. And I appreciate uh, the people that, that stood by me, that understand, uh, uh, that, understand at, at that time of the year. But... Um, but I thank God today uh, things are falling good. Of course, people will come back and start and start cheering you up, even people that criticize you. But it's normal. That's life. People people can be like that. I'm not judging anybody. So I'm just trying to do my best and make sure I give my best and have a good career. 
When you look at um, your career from Man City to Leicester now and the Super Eagles of Nigeria, your mom is always a special person. When you score, you say you point to the sky. How significant is that for you knowing you're scoring and someone is smiling down? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's part of my life now. So my, my mom is, 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 always, uh, is always beside me. Uh, may I also rest in peace. She, she's always beside me when I, whenever I'm playing. Whenever I'm doing anything, I always think of her that she's beside me. Anything I'm doing, whenever I, I score, I point to the sky because I know she's somewhere there. So I, I, it's just something, it's just something emotional uh, to, to me and special to me as well. So um, I know, I know she's watching anywhere she is, and she's proud. She will be proud of his son. You're getting very emotional saying this. Ikelechi, um, I, know, I know how difficult it is for you. Um, do you wish you had your mom here to celebrate this with you? Um, yes. I, 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 this question is, yeah, I'm getting emotional now, but yeah, I, I, wish, I wish I had, I had, I had my mom to celebrate uh, with me because she, he, she, she's, She's one person in my life that that she she's always stood by me all through. She always stood by me all through. So uh, it breaks my heart when I remember that she's no more and uh, uh, she's not even enjoying uh, all these things. Well, um, that's how God wants it, and uh, I know she's in a good place. I know she's smiling wherever she is, and I always make her proud. You are a proud son. Finally, when you when you think about the way God has guided you in your career and everything, what role does God God plays in your career? God plays in every role in my life. So He's everywhere in my life. He plays in every role in my life. He's everything I've got. So I I'm happy to be called the son of God, and I can I can do anything for God anywhere, any day, any place. I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not gonna hide it. I love my God. I pray to my God. So, um, of course, other people have different beliefs, but um, I just, I just thank God every day that that keeps me alive, give me everything, that put me in this position. So, um, God is everything in my life. That's Nigeria and Leicester striker Kalechi Ianacho speaking to Planet Sport Football Africa's Oluwashina Akaleji. Emotional interview there on the loss of his mother, on his football and on his faith as a follower of Jesus. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. Still to come, Stuart names his top five Africans so far this season in the English Premier League. You can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA, and you can download our app and listen to the show anytime and access past programs too in our archive. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And our big news again is that as Passion for Sport, we'll be bringing you a daily show on the Africa Cup of Nations. It's called Cameroon Roars, all about the excitement of the tournament. You can listen online and on various stations around Africa and beyond every day throughout the tournament uh, called Cameroon Roars. You can listen on the app too. So to download the uh, Planet Sport Football Africa app, uh, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. 
Let's go to our European football expert Stuart Weir now in the UK, and let's start with Liverpool and Mohamed Salah. Uh, Salah missing a penalty in the one-nil defeat to Leicester on Tuesday. Uh, I'd say looking below his best, looking a bit tired in the past couple of weeks, and uh, that could be a costly defeat for Liverpool, Stuart. Steve, as I keep stressing, league championships are won over a season, not in one game. But somehow certain games seem to have a significance beyond the three points. And with Manchester City winning twice over Christmas and Liverpool and Chelsea both dropping points, the balance of power is very much slipping towards Manchester City. Now, as often happens, the way the fixtures come out, Liverpool and Leicester met twice in two weeks. Remember last week, in the quarter-final of the EFL Cup, a phenomenal game with Leicester leading 2-0 and 3-1 before losing on penalties. Well, that must have given them confidence going into the league game. And, of course, Leicester were at home in the league. But the game was totally dominated by Liverpool in terms of possession and chances created, including that penalty. But the Reds could not get the ball in the net. Then on the hour, Adamoli Lukman on loan from Leipzig in Germany, scored the only goal of the game. And Lukman, incidentally, was born in London, but of Nigerian parents. But going back to Mo Salah, he scored 15 penalties in the Premier League for Liverpool. The last one he missed was in 2017. Now, this week's penalty, his run-up, suggested he was going to put the ball to the goalkeeper's left, but Kasper Schmeichel correctly dived to the right and blocked the penalty. In fact, you could say that Salah missed it three times because Schmeichel parried his shot with the ball coming back for Salah to head against the crossbar and when the ball rebounded from the crossbar, he miskicked. But scoring 15 of 17 penalties is a great record for Liverpool's Egyptian striker. It's just a pity that the second miss was in such a significant game and at such a significant time. Now, Steve, I don't know if this is relevant, but I've recently been reading the autobiography of Kasper Schmeichel's father, Peter Schmeichel, the great Manchester United goalkeeper. And he said that he never took any interest in data about where a player usually put penalties. And for a penalty shootout, he just decided in advance, I'm going left for the first, then right, then left, right and right. I couldn't help wondering if Kasper Schmeichel had read Salah's movement or if he'd simply followed his father's strategy of deciding in advance and committing himself. Anyway, it worked. But certainly from a Liverpool perspective, it was a costly miss and leaves them nine points behind Manchester City, OK with the game in hand. Yes, it's a big gap, so a long way to go. But uh, halfway through the season, Stuart, uh, what have we learnt so far? Well... Yeah, halfway through the season, in fact, Manchester City and Chelsea have played 20 of their 38 games. But the league table is a bit confusing because some clubs have been badly hit by postponements due to COVID, leaving them three or four games in hand. But Manchester City go into the new year with an eight-point lead over Chelsea with Liverpool third. And there's a further six-point gap to Arsenal. Manchester City simply look better than any other team by some distance. Most points, most wins, most goals. I would expect Chelsea and Liverpool to finish second and third, though not necessarily in that order, but I can't see either of them really closing the gap on Manchester City. 
Top of the table, Manchester City have scored 51 Premier League goals in 20 games. And the 51 goals have come from 15 different players, with Bernardo Silva and Ryan Sterling, the top scorers, with seven. And remember that City play without an out-and-out striker. Last weekend, Manchester City led Leicester City 4-0 after 25 minutes. Then Leicester got back uh, to 4-3, only to lose 6-3. But that was the seventh time that Manchester City have scored five or more goals in a Premier League game under Guardiola. The battle for fourth Champions League place is really fascinating with Arsenal, West Ham and Tottenham, three London clubs, and Manchester United still in contention. I think it would be fair to say that most people have been surprised by the consistency of Arsenal and West Ham over the season so far. Now, at the bottom of the table, I've been trying to find reasons why the current bottom three of Norwich City, Newcastle and Burnley might not be the three relegated, but it's becoming increasingly difficult. Norwich, beaten 5-0 at home by Arsenal this week, have a goal difference of minus 34. And despite the best efforts of new manager Dean Smith, the players just don't look good enough. And then there's Newcastle, one win in 19 games, with a goal difference of minus 23. Of course, they have loads of money to sign players in the January window, but as we've said previously, they will find it hard to entice world-class players to Newcastle with the real prospect that they will be playing in the Championship next season. Third from the bottom, Burnley have a goal-scoring problem. 14 goals in 15 games this season. They've been hit worse than any other club with COVID postponements. And on Wednesday of the past week, they had played five games less than Manchester City and Chelsea. The two clubs above Burnley are Watford and Leeds United. It's a fascinating comparison between Watford and Burnley and Newcastle because Watford's 13 points have come from four wins and a draw, whereas Burnley and Newcastle, with 11 points, have only won one game and have drawn eight times. It does seem to be a real problem for the bottom clubs to win games this season. But given how well they played last season, it's surprising to see Leeds United just above the relegation zone. But they have lost their last three games, shipping 11 goals in the last two. And they really have to arrest that slippage, and quickly. And of course, 16 of the Premier League clubs will lose players for up to a month for the Africa Cup of Nations. Liverpool arguably could be most affected with Salah, Mane and Naby Keita absent. Chelsea will lose Edward Monde, their outstanding goalkeeper. So that also could have a bearing on what the league table looks like six weeks from now. Yes, very much. And what about the African players who've done well so far this season, Stuart? Well, Steve, 39 different African players have appeared in the Premier League this season. Watford have had seven African players making appearances. Leicester and Liverpool and Crystal Palace, four each. In fact, all the Premier League clubs except Leeds United, Newcastle United, Norwich City and Tottenham Hotspur have had at least one African player this season. It's an invidious challenge to select five outstanding players from the 39, and of course this is just my opinion. But I think you have to start with Mo Salah. 
15 league goals in 19 games, as well as 6 goals in the Champions League. And not many of Salah's goals were tap-ins either. And he has produced arguably the two best goals of the season in the Premier League. Emmanuel Dennis has scored 7 goals for Watford. And remember that Watford have only got 22 goals in total, so that's an excellent record. Dennis is 24. He signed from Bruges in Belgium in the summer. And then I have to include the Zambian Pat Sindaka for his five goals in the Europa League, including four in one game. He's also scored two goals in the Premier League, but has only managed two starts and five substitute appearances. That just illustrates how difficult it is for a player to break into a Premier League side and hold a place. I've been impressed this season with Saeed Benrama from Algeria, who's in his third season at West Ham. But for the two previous seasons, he really struggled for game time. This season, he's had 17 starts and scored three goals, as West Ham have had their best season for years. And then my fifth player is Maxwell Corney, who has scored five goals in eight starts for Burnley. And that is five of 14 goals that Burnley have managed all season. Maxwell is 25 and played eight years in France before moving to Burnley in the summer. And he's done really well, I think. Yes, Maxwell Corne, such a stylish player. The way he's scored those goals, it's been a delight to watch. And he's had some injury problems and I think so much more still to come from Maxwell Corne. Uh, thanks a lot, Stuart. Before we go, a reminder that uh, as Passion for Sport, we're going to be bringing you a daily show on the Africa Cup of Nations. It's called Cameroon Roars. You can listen online on the app and on various stations around Africa and beyond, uh, starting from the day before the tournament kicks off. Uh, that's on Saturday, the 8th of January. And uh, thanks so much for your support uh, throughout 2021. Wishing you all the best in 2022. So from me, Steve Vickers, and from Stuart Weir, thanks a lot for listening and a Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.